God, and we're back! <laughs> how, how, how oh, are we back already? We are already this. back. I know, it seems like we used to do this almost weekly. Almost weekly, day. almost weekly. But now we are only going out to see the best possible films, the highest quality productions. We are now cinemaphiles. We are only seeing the films, which, of course, you know, the podcast title shows up before you click on it, so this is all pointless. But right, right. we're only seeing the things that are guaranteed locks. <laughs> for best picture next year, uh, only the finest of writing, the finest of storytelling, and this week, Ben, what did we see? Well, not boat, no, uh, not, not train, boat. not not even car. We saw plane, plane, plane. Now, unfortunately, unlike airplane, which had an exclamation point, this did not. <laughs> this did not. It was very just like matter of fact. It's just plain. and honestly, the the font was very plain as well. Very plain. Yeah, almost, was it Helvetica? Maybe. No, no, no. It had Saros, my Maybe, friend. That was Sarah. that was like Cooper Black or something. Uh, my main thing is that since we sat a little closer this time, and it was just the word plain on a black background, I was able to see how bad the co- uh, chromatic aberration was on our projector. That's a big word. Because there was big old magenta and green lines all over the edges of that thing. So, anyways, uh, clearly, I, this movie really stuck with me if I'm able to remember the word plane. The word plane, the uh, the budget was spent in interesting ways for this movie. Plane, plane, plane okay. starring our favorite disaster yes. movie uh, star, Gerard Butler. Gerard Using his Butler. Scottish accent, though. Yeah, he got to be Scottish he got to, from Scotland. From Scotland, yeah. yes. He got and, to play uh, himself, more he's or less. The, he's a pilot, and he's a pilot of a regional airline that is flying from... Uh, Singapore to Tokyo. Something like that, yeah. In a plane that... um, Trailblazer. uh, Trailblazer Airlines, everyone's favorite budget airline. Right, like Oceanic 815 from Lost. No. A made-up airline. Oceanic 815 after you flew the correct airplane for the route. Um, You have to remember, your buddy Damien plays a lot of Flight Simulator. And there was a lot of efforts to get a lot of plane stuff right... Except for, in my mind, the selection of the plane they used to do the flight. Which had a passenger count of maybe 120. Well, yeah, I mean... Uh, it, in, it was, and then passenger seats. 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 Yeah, it had seats. I mean, this is the kind of plane that I would expect to fly from, say, Chattanooga to Newark. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, or not, Detroit. Or, right. yes. Not over vast parts of the South China Sea. Right. Um, Four or five thousand mile routes. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the 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 premise of this movie was that uh, this airline uh, didn't want to spend too much money, so they're going to fly them through a storm. Right. When they could have saved a ton of money by going, oh, there's only sixteen people on it. Cancel the flight. Thank you. Thank. You. When was the last time anybody, anybody, even in even in COVID times, yeah. folks, yeah. was on a flight that wasn't oh, at least ninety five percent full? There's no money in it. They're not going to do that. I don't care that you have an amazingly multicultural crew from all over the South Pacific and yeah, Scotland. No major and airlines wanted to be associated with this. When he walks into the terminal, he looks at the board. Where's my flight? All of those airlines are made up. Every yeah, one of them. All of them, except for Dell. Dell was big. <laughs> with their, we need to make sure we have our Sponsors. Dell product placement. And that camera. Uh, and by the way, we are going to handhold the camera for this entire film. 
except for that 30-second Dell product placement. We're going to lock that down on a tripod. Simulation by sponsor. Oh, Money yeah. talks, folks. Yeah, that, that one ad paid for this whole movie. Yeah, so Gerard Butler is back, He's folks. You, you know him. You know him well. Of course, many of us discovered him back in the 300 days, 2006. Yeah. Since then, he's become a bit of a staple, kind of a modern-day Steven Seagal with less attitude. And you see him in other this type of movie, yeah. other disaster type of movies, pointing, generally pointing at screens. Which he didn't do a lot of this time because they completely yeah. Well, that the, the the lightning strike that yeah, they got actually the planes, knocked out the point. Pl- thank the you. Yeah, so what's a Gerard Butler point. to do when there's nothing to point at? Just look confused and angry and you know say stern things with your, your scowls and. And then the second star of this movie was the guy who played Luke Cage, and I'm blanking out on his name. Uh, I don't. I know who you're talking about. So there, on this plane, on folks, this plane. there is a uh, a, a, a prisoner, criminal, yeah, criminal, criminal being extradited yes. uh, from the Asian uh, countries back to the states. He was, he was picked um, up in Bali. Bali, yes. Yeah. And there is a uh, guard with him. And yes, Luke Cage is in this. I don't know yeah. his name either. I'm so sorry, Michael folks. Michael, something. that guy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that guy. He did fine. Yeah, other faces you know, including that goofy-looking guy from uh, Twister, mm-hmm. and uh, there's the lady who was in that thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's people you recognize. Yeah, people. I think she was in Jurassic World Dominion. She actually. was in Jurassic yes. World Dominion. Thank yes. you for putting two and two together. Just for me. dawned on me where I yep, saw her. That's it. Uh, but so she's they, only in the highest quality films. Yeah, the budgets. Uh, the budget for Star. We spent all the money on Gerard Butler. And sorry. Uh, who's available for scale? Well, and 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 we needed to uh, do some some special effects, so we booted up Flight Simulator, put it on a really good computer, yep. jacked all the settings up to plus, and then threw some stuff through After Effects for Spark Effects, and that's about it. And we watched uh, Air Force One and say, "What do we? Can we do a little bit better in Air Force One? Yeah, little little maybe a little bit better compositing there. Uh, yeah. So there are some effects here because the, the plot is that the plane does obviously not go where it needs uh, to go. Lightning, crashes. lightning, lightning, crashy, crashy. On a little a, bit of castaway. Philippine rebel slash criminal island. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And those are that you know you know what that's ripped right out of the headlines. Those do exist. Um, and then suddenly he's not the captain anymore. I'm not yeah, the captain now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, additionally, um, you know, it's these people have been able to conquer this entire island through sheer incompetence. Their incompetence is so powerful. Uh, they only look one direction when guarding things. Um, they <laughs> yeah. don't guard things like major roads or entrances. Um, you know, their sheer incompetence terrified the population into uh, giving them control of this island. Um, that their uh, inability to, uh, you know, have anything other than recently manicured beards and mustaches mm-hmm. from some yeah. of the finer hair and makeup people that you can find well, on a Philippine island out in the middle of nowhere. This is the one movie you know you're going to be seeing outside of your own country. You're yeah. going to make sure you have good makeup. Uh, so, but you you brought up something earlier. You, you mentioned Steven Seagal, and as I was walking out of this, a hundred percent, this reminded me of a genre of movie that's dead, and it really is the dad slash. Saturday afternoon after the football game ends, here comes a movie on. It's oh, going to have Jean Claude Van Damme or Rambo Two or comes Rambo, on. Yeah, First Blood, or you know, there's Charles Bronson but, stuff. But but not. But I don't want to say I don't want to say Rambo because Rambo had like things like writing and stakes and emotional value. Um, no, th- Charles Bronson's a great example. Um, Steven Seagal's a great example. Universal Soldier. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. You know, so yeah, it's a it's a bit of that. Arnold Schwarzenegger. A lot of his movies. I mean, you watch Commando. It's not it's not Terminator Two. Okay, so this is a genre of movie that's been dead for a long time. The problem is that the thing that made those movies fun 
was oh yeah fun that's what it was those movies were camp a little little camp one-liners infinite infinite you know yeah Dolph Lundgren had his day with a couple of those yes um you had you had the genre like you said like but a 15 year span from like 82 to 97 where you had these movies you can all see like Schwarzenegger's like eraser right like you knew what it was gonna be you knew it had a star and then Jason Bourne showed up and said oh action movies don't have to be stupid Yes. However, yes. Jason Bourne, uh, so therefore this movie said, aha, Jason Bourne said that we can still make these movies. And the only way to do it is to grab the camera and shake and it as violently it. as possible. Shaky, 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 No shaky. matter what scene it is. So why was this movie made? Why Why did this thing happen? Because I mean, Mark Wahlberg has his thing where it's like, okay, yeah. Peter Berg has another disaster that happened in real life. Going to make a movie out of it. Deepwater Horizon. Mark Wahlberg's my guy. Uh, who's giving these scripts to Gerard Butler, and why do we keep seeing him in these movies? I think we see him in these movies because I think he has a lot of fun making them. He helped produce this. Yes. This very much feels like, well, first off, mid-budget movies don't exist anymore. They, you either have indies or blockbusters, and here we are with an old school, low-mid-budget action film that doesn't exist anymore, and honestly, it just feels like Gerard Butler said, I've got a bucket list. I don't know why he's Australian. Oh, I've got a bucket <laughs> list. Let's throw another shrimp on the bobby. Yeah. I can't do a Scottish accent right it, now. It's confusing me, yeah. But uh, clearly he wanted to make one of these movies because he, like us, grew up watching these movies. He's a fan of the genre. Yeah. I also think he says, where are we filming? Oh, I've never been there before. I'll take okay. that paycheck. Okay. Yes. And he keeps doing this again and again because it's steady work. And, and he's like people, the guy right now for this genre. A lot of people do paycheck movies, though, in order to afford to make the art film. Yeah. What's Gerard Butler's art film? <laughs> I don't know. Geostorm 2. I hope there's Call a for rain. <laughs> I hope there's something like that. I hope that the next Avatar that was more fun. is a Geostorm Avatar crossover. Well, some yeah, something like that. Where <laughs> it, it's it's the fun aspect, all right? Because yeah. this, this is a perfectly fine movie meeting the check marks for for action and yes. for okay, you know, there's suspense, there's there's fight scenes. And I do like the fight scenes that they did in this movie because they were mostly one take fight scenes. Yeah, so that's I thought true. like, okay, well that's good. It's the music. I'm sure they paid some college kid. Music? They paid some college kid a little, little synthetic. Yeah, they did. Synth they music went through the, the folder on GarageBand, but they didn't overdo it, which I actually oh, liked okay. too. They didn't. Oh, yeah. They didn't. They didn't mess a scene up by putting too much music in it and right. too many cuts. They actually let the scene play, which I think helped the tension. It wasn't great tension, but at least it was given the chance to be great. Uh, there were some guns in this. There was one particular gun oh, that was kind of. We're going to talk about the Barrett 50 Cal. Yeah. Which is apparently the only gun ever made that can pass through very thin sheet metal um, and then knock people back to great effect. So that was very cool. They yeah. used the Barrett correctly through the engine block to stop the vehicle. <laughs> then every other gun, however, whether it be an AR-15, an M-16, Same P-90, yeah. UMP-45, they are stopped by just the general concept of metal being in the area. Um, the landing gear that Gerard Butler was standing next to. Hey, you know what? Why didn't we ever think about just aiming one inch down and taking out the tires? Oh, because movie. Because because the mo- <laughs> movie had to be made. <laughs> because the movie had to be made. I'm going to need you to get all the way off there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, like, and the little things like that that just were so convenient. Like, oh, okay, we lost power, so Lord landing gear manually. Literally two turns around the dial. Click, click, click. Oh, landing gear down locked. I think it would take a little bit more than that if you're doing it manually. I'm not a pilot, but it just... Right. There are things of like, you know, I'm but not, we, I'm not we've a pilot, seen the but... Sully, we've seen the Sully movie. Yeah, we've and seen we Flight, got, and we got to see, yeah, and what was the Denzel Washington one? Flight. flight, okay, yeah. yeah, we've seen, we've seen them, we've seen movies where airline pilots clearly went and studied up and got got a lot right. Uh, in this movie, the main thing they got right was Gerard Butler 
fl- plugging in the autopilot, not really having to do anything as he's taking off. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, like all of uh, just all of the dumb choices. Again, these are the these are the worst terrorists imaginable. I don't know why the <laughs> I don't know why the um, the uh, commandos that showed up. Who, by the way. They only lost one guy at the very end because he got on the plane. They were completely holding down the fort from their bunkered in, like, you know, because all the wood and air that mm-hmm. was deflecting the bullets um, and the sunlight that was deflecting the bullets, they were not getting hit. And they had that one sniper. He could have just sat there, just kept picking off vehicles as they came in and then just mowing them down. There was no reason to put, no. they could have taken over the island and started their own hermit kingdom. Like, there was nothing <laughs> to stop them. Hermit kingdom? Yes. Absolutely. Well, I mean, that, that's exactly what this was because they're not trying to be part of the, you know, it's like North Korea is closed off to the world. Insert MacGuffin enemy. Yeah. It could have been any country, any, any, you know, a mercenary club, anything like that. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We know the movie's going to have a happy ending. Yes. Just get us there. Absolutely. Uh, you know, Make it happen through XYZ plot device, and there we go. And there's but the film. We're going to shoot him in the leg, and we're going to shoot him in the shoulder, and he's going to walk off the plane, and, oh, it was just a ricochet or something. There was, like, everyone cast fifth-level plot armor in their D&D game for this. It was it was hilarious. Oh, we're going to shoot an RPG out of a guy's hand. He's just going to quickly go get another one. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure if your RPG blows up next to your head, you might be stunned for half a second, no matter, matter how nice your beard is. It doesn't matter. There's there's suspension of disbelief, and then there is disrespecting the audience. We have said this over and over again, and this is not suspension of disbelief. This is disrespecting the audience. Was there anything new in this movie? Did you see anything that was like, well, um, this movie's been done before, but not in that way? Uh, yeah. The newest thing I saw was that they used a really small plane to do an international flight. <laughs> Like I said, it really stuck out for me. Yeah. Um, I think it was like a CRJ-172. Um, and it's the little things that they, they just, I mean, don't even bother humoring me with little moments where you're trying to get me to care about the character. I'm not here yeah. to care about, oh, what's that? My family. That's looking family there. You know, give me a picture of your family so I'm supposed to care about you to at least an inch deep level so I have some empathy or sympathy and care and peril Link to your character. Yeah. I'm not here for that. I'm here to watch smashy, smashy, blowy, blowy, plane explodes. Show me something new in that realm. Right. I don't want to see little character. I'm not here for that. Okay. And 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 I don't. They they spent half a second showing me the different uh, different passengers. One guy can drive anything. So many passengers are like, hey, here's this passenger, and here's a unique personality trait. Cool. Is it ever going to matter again? Nope. No. 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 And that's one thing, like, not even comparable, but Mad Max Fury Road did right. Yeah. They didn't say, okay, we need to stop and talk about our history and our family. We don't right. know what Mad Max's history is, right. and it doesn't really matter. Right. He has his own demons. He's wrestling with things. He's, you know, scene to scene. We're with yeah. him because the action is so good. Show yeah. me, show me, show me. I don't need you to, and this is such a cliche thing that they do to action movies. I don't know why Hollywood doesn't learn. Because they think people just don't realize and they have never seen it before. That's why it's insulting to audiences. Well, At least audiences like us. And right? it's, and they it actually works. care to see an original film. And it feels bad they leave all these loose ends open because did maybe they made it thinking that this is going to be start of the plane cinematic universe. Right. Plane 2. And we'll follow all these different in people. In space. So here, here's the thing. First off, I want to step back, and I don't think that it's fair for me to trash a movie from start to finish. Every movie has something redeemable, and here is the redeemable thing. Ooh. Pins and needles uh, here, Without buddy. credits, it's only an hour and a half long. Thank you very much. <laughs> now, <laughs> Don't feed the, feed the dead horse. Now, the downside is, Ben, let us, let us think back if we, shall, if we can. 
I have 90 minutes in which I want to watch a really exciting thing piece, <laughs> 90 minutes, that involves a plane crash, dealing with survival, dealing with um, the unknown on a desolate island. Um, 90 minutes. I'm watching The Lost Pilot again. The Lost Pilot. Yeah. The show Lost. Oh, that the, first the, oh, episode. The, the pilot of the show Lost. Yes. 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 90 yes. minutes. Vastly superior. Well, and it had commercial breaks. That's the thing, too. TV, <laughs> right? And it irritates me a little bit that this movie got launched, and maybe this is because of the pandemic, launched in theaters, mm-hmm. and the movie Extraction with Chris Hensworth yes. was on streaming. I think it was Netflix, right? Yeah. Straight to streaming. Now, that's not such a taboo thing now anymore. That's pretty commonplace. But it annoys me that a far superior movie with long, long takes of stunt work and gun Directed work. Directed by one of the best stuntmen in the world. It's, and it's such a, like a, it's a simple film, and it yeah. makes you care because it's, it's limited characters. And it's just directed really well. Yeah. I think this guy, the French guy directed this, Jean-Pierre of uh, Frenchy Face. Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure that this got a B when he turned it in at he school. Was, he was cheap. Yeah. He was cheap. It's it's a directed movie. It it was directed. Other directors were considered, and they're like, well, this guy took the lowest bid, so he's fine. Of course, yeah. Or and and oh my gosh, and let's hit ourselves over the head with our our guy Luke Cage is from the Foreign Language Legion, so therefore he is special forces level. Right. When even he says, oh yeah, they'll take anybody. <laughs> Insert. We need to line the script that justifies. Oh, that that works. Who yeah. cares? Who cares? Who cares? So the, no foreign, the foreign this. legion is now the navy. The French foreign legion is apparently equivalent to navy seals, which is fantastic. Every every RAF uh, heavy pilot is a certified electrician um, that not only knows how to work on their plane, but also knows how to work on a phone switch patch panel. Right. Right. Well, he's. I mean, Gerard Butler's kind of half MacGyver DNA. Yeah. Every movie he's in, he just he's he's but, okay. a Mary oh, Sue. Or well, whatever. here's the problem, then Ben. You've got 90 minutes, so you need to have a movie where the protagonist is able to, you know, is forced to due to terrorist and lots of terrifying things in a exotic location, have to cobble together some sort of solution under fire. Right. So, of course, you want to watch MacGruber instead, right? <laughs> I mean, here's the problem is that this movie tried to be everything to everyone by giving you an a, a gram. We'll do metric since he's French. By giving you one gram of something... To add up to ninety grams of of blah, mm-hmm. and um, oh man, we 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 periodically we do. It's really funny. We were walking out of the theater and we're walking here to the F one hundred and fifty studios, and in my head, I'm like, Ben, what are we even going to talk about? Like, what is there for us to podcast about with this movie? I thought the same thing. Like, I was I was going into this thinking, oh. Gerard Butler, we know we're going to get something yeah. fun out of this thing. Maybe right? he'll chew the scenery. Chew the he st- didn't chew the scenery. He, didn't chew the, he just he just did the thing. Like he, he showed up and guy. was like, "I'm tired. Put some make put some dirt on me so I can look tired. I'm going to go through every scene just being like, I'm Scottish." I mean, if he's a fan of the genre, he's seen those films. Yeah. So that that's why it feels like a paycheck movie. Because literally, he he, if they had just given him a cigar to chomp the whole time, something 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 unique. What was unique about this guy? Exactly. Exactly. Oh, what was unique about him was that he did not have, and this is the funniest part, he did not have some sort of awesome military background. No, he literally he sits up and he goes, "I used to fly heavies, which means I used to fly transport planes." And listen, 
our soldiers, our sailors, our airmen out there flying transport planes. You guys are awesome. You make the logistics happen. All by, all wars are fought on your stomachs. We get it. You're very important. You're probably not, as part of your training, putting on the war paint, grabbing your M16, and stalking through the jungle. Like, the whole point was, he was like, yeah, I've been, a, I've been flying big, heavy, slow things for my right. entire life. Not, I have, I work out all the time. So I'm going to be ripped, and I'm going to be I'm going to be super knowledgeable about uh, ground combat tactics. You might you might have I'm sure they did. I'm sure they had a survival training course where if you get downed, and it was probably. But the problem was that it was probably twenty or thirty years ago. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, <laughs> I this movie felt just really too safe. It was just yes. a very safe film where we're supposed to care about these people who are in peril, but we're getting both sides of the fence where we see them, but we're then cut to. We're going to the airline war room yeah. where you have Tony Goldwyn from Ghost and also Ghost, yes. uh, who's there as the crisis manager who knows everything. What right. to do? He's, he's t- cool as a cu- cucumber, directing PR, directing crisis management, whatever. And we see that part of it. Well, if you want us to care about the characters, don't show us that part. Just let us be. Let, let the mercenaries just show up and like confuse us. Wait, who are these guys? And then tell us. Oh, cool. We our message must have gone through. Like, give us a little more in the dark yes. emotions that these people have on a freaking island where they have no communications. Yeah. But no. And now I, I just trust you, the audience, folks. Ben has just unlocked a core memory. Um, who was the most badass guy in the movie? Who was portrayed as the most badass guy in the movie? Portrayed as, but oh well, the not Gerard Butler to me. I think it was the the, the ringleader of the, the the bad guys. Now you guessed wrong. No, it was the <laughs> to uh, me he was. It was the crisis manager they brought in. Yes, 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 Tony Goldwyn. And they bring in Tony Goldwyn, whose whole job, and the reason why I, I feel I feel qualified to say this is that all he is is this PR flack jackass who comes in as directing and who has. A mercenary squad in the South China Sea on speed dial and immediately tells the CEO to shut up and sit down and immediately starts making this call and it's immediately start and then finally we get to the point where oh Gerard Rightler comes up with a solution. Well the, the the CEO's too incompetent and I'm like this movie spent unnecessary time that could have been spent on the island doing better mm-hmm. in this boardroom which was even lower stakes because when they get tired, they can just go home and take a nap or they can get a drink or they can get some food. They, they tried, they kind of tried to make these executives and the CEOs feel like, Oh, these guys are heroically pulling out all the stops. Oh, let's make fun of the one guy who, uh, who said, no, fly through the storm, right. not around it. Right. Or we'll make fun of him. Never mind. The reason he made that decision is that these people in this room, it's protocol wrote, the things that told him he's to do that. He's following instructions, but then suddenly he's the goat. He's, he's the he, yeah. He's, he's the scapegoat. He's the scapegoat. Literally. No. no so you asked me what's the most realistic thing in this movie, and it's the corporate scapegoating of a low-level person for an executive decision. That was the Ooh, most realistic thing, yeah. and it felt so real. <laughs> it, it yeah yeah, and another the other message you're missing here at the throwaway scene is that don't be a missionary. Oh, yeah, yeah, if, yeah. if you're a missionary, they, there's one scene, folks, where they, they go and they find this old ruined building, and they find this apparently still battery powered, yeah, but pretty fresh. It had three bars out of four, right? Uh, the camcorder they played it back and saw these missionaries that were basically executed for ransom. Uh, so that's the other underlying yeah. message here. No, no, there's 
all this movie is is underlying messages. There is no message no, here. No, it's completely. There is no except for plain. don't fly Trailblazer Airlines. Yeah. Or if you do, if you do fly on, again, I I, I wrap my brain trying to understand which which uh, plane this was. It, two engines on the tail. I don't know. It's either. not a it's, Boeing. It's a very plain movie where but they land on the a problem, plane field. The problem is this is a plane that took. Hundreds of rounds to the wings with no fuel leaks. I saw. I was about that. Uh, this is a plane that. that took hundreds of rounds to the cockpit. Which, by the way, this is not an A10 Warthog with a titanium tub. No, those guys are Swiss cheese. <laughs> Wait, no, that's not true because at the beginning he said these planes are basically indestructible. Yes, they did. They did give us Chekhov's jackass line, where immediately the plane takes one bolt of lightning. Which, by the way, planes get hit by lightning constantly. Always. Planes are always getting hit by lightning. Lightning is always hitting planes. Have you noticed how they're not just dropping out of the sky? It's because they're designed to be hit by lightning. Why are they designed to be hit by lightning? Because they're in, in the, the air sky. where the lightning is. <laughs> and they have insulation and backup redundancies and things. like No, well. except for this one plane that has like tube receivers from a 1934 General Electric washing machine. So he makes an emergency landing on, <laughs> on a mining road. On this, on this old mining road on an uncharted like, island with, with no avionics. Uh, and the reason he makes it, because he obviously has plenty of fuel. Lots of fuel. Well, lots of fuel, he, but he can't see anything. It's nighttime. Well, it's storming. So they dump half the fuel. Thank God they were only able to dump half the fuel because the other half, the other, the other wing's fuel dump didn't work. Um, now, fun fact, uh, the side of the plane that uh, was not able to dump the fuel was the side of the plane where the engine exploded. So how the fuel got from the white right wing to the left engine... Can they, can they transfer it? I don't know planes. I don't think that they can do it instantaneously. No, 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 no. There's no. work that has to be done. Yeah. It's not... Uh, and systems have to work. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. You actually have to see things that you can flick and turn on and do things, whereas everything is manual. But no, this plane was able to fly 50 miles in about 14 seconds and land at an amazing airport right there on the beach. Um, oh, I'm sorry. These are spoilers because <laughs> I'm telling people how the movie ends so you don't go see it. So anyways, uh, Ben, um, do you have any groundbreaking revelations you want to make about plane? I'm, I'm pretty much done talking about it, my friend. So, it's, uh, it's a movie. It's a movie. It go go movie. Go have some time uh, painting plane air. Yeah. Uh, that rather than see this, uh, go go do anything. Ben, give me give me three other aviation adjacent films. So they don't have to be specifically about planes, but you know three other films that people could watch if they if they need to get their plane fix as opposed to, and we'll get to the thing. But that's not Top Gun Maverick. You could be like Top Gun passenger, Maverick. Passenger, passenger I don't have a problem with Top Gun Maverick. Okay, okay. That's like, you're talking about plane in general, Top Gun Maverick, I would say. I would Excellent. say Con Air. Con Air? Oh, and good I, choice, and good I would say Flight, honestly. Because okay, it's a flight. decent, it's a good study into the human that run, the humans that run a plane. Yeah. And that's the three that's top really mine, but what are your three? Uh, is the movie Sully, the Tom Hanks movie? Is that what it's, it's called? called Sully, yeah. It's called Sully. Sully, I'd recommend Sully. I actually really like that. And Airplane? Also, uh, airplane was absolutely number two, <laughs> and then uh, let's see here, number three, pro not Airplane Two. I didn't like Airplane Two. No, no, it was, it was an inferior sequel yeah, there. Yeah, there's yeah. plenty of plane movies out there, and it can be like a helicopter movie. I mean, and, well, uh, Broken Arrow. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, 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 no. Wait, wait. Which is the one where Steven Seagal dies in the first five seconds, and Kurt Russell's the actual star? Uh, Executive Decision. Executive Decision, yes. starring an F-117 that somehow is able to put people into yes. its bomb bay, which is on its roof somehow. Yeah, planes don't 
don't work that way. Anyways, uh, that F-117 would have had four seconds of fuel in it because everywhere that munitions and fuel would have gone was instead replaced by all of Steven Seagal's bulk. Surprisingly good good film. The other good. ones that followed Passenger to the... Passenger 52. Uh, 57. 57, uh, yeah. and, and another one was like Red Eye with Cillian yeah. Murphy oh, that's and really McAdams. Yeah. Like, there's, there's other movies out there. A yeah. plane, is it's easy pickings, right? Because inherently, you know, yeah, it could be dangerous. Yeah, people are afraid of planes. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's a thing, right? Now, the good, the good news is that... I was a little bit worried at the beginning of this movie because I still had hope for it that this implication that an airplane, that multiple systems of this airplane could be knocked out by one lightning strike was going to have a Jaws-like effect creating an irrational fear of flying the way that Jaws created an irrational fear of great white sharks at beaches in New Jersey. I'm not really that worried because no one will see this, thank God. In my plan plain movies but probably not probably not I'm you think guessing... that they will put this no on the no packs. no 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 ben is going to be going to antarctica by the way so he'll be able to report back because <laughs> that should be the right timeline for when this is available i'll watch at least man. 17 movies there and back again friend yeah i have some time i doubt it'll be in that's like in two months though i doubt it'll be in, well it, it may be there that's oh, soon enough it'll it, no the problem may not problem may not be that it may not be there yet the problem might be that it's there and it's gone already <laughs> soon enough to so leave. here's the deal do i think that i would have been as mad watching this as a netflix original and the answer is no because i have watched some netflix original movies and what in some of these other streaming service original movies and they're terrible but because i'm able to do something else at the same yeah. time yeah <coughs> they make for decent background noise and honestly like ripd2 uh-huh yeah anyways uh <laughs> I haven't seen that you're good um that'll be a one um but uh, you know, it's like it's on, and I can play video games. Sure, and yeah, it's fine. It's 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 distracting enough. It's there's something going on there that's not horrible, and you can, like you said, balance your time. Right, right, right. So maybe during the slightly boring parts of a game that you just you're waiting for something to load, you can look over and be entertained for 14 seconds. Yes. So Ben, you may remember uh, last time when we saw Avatar. Uh, we changed our scoring system. We did. And I would like for that to be the new scoring system because the Watch It on TV is, it's a, it's a stretch, man. It's we've been stretch. doing this a while. This is our seventh year seventh doing year. this podcast, yes. my friends. We've been and doing this a while. We have so many gray hairs. Warcraft 2 is movies. right around the corner. Come on, Warcraft 2. <sighs> man, come on, Tony Kebbell. Hollywood will make you is into somebody eventually. No. Because I killed his career. I take, it, <laughs> I take uh, credit for that. Um, anyways. So, listen, we're not uh, actually, uh, as, you, as you can tell from the title, Alan Smithy Film Review, uh, this is clearly a Bloomberg slash Wall Street Journal slash Motley Fool style economic advice podcast. Sure. And um, with inflation now at 600% according to one party and at 1% according to the other. Um, meet, in or, the middle, meet in the middle. You know, or, or uh, you know. The simple fact is that uh, we bought, we both bought popcorn drink and Twizzlers, and that set us back uh, $60. Man, my heart's still raising. And uh, so it's a major, major investment. And sometimes movies are so good. And, and we're... Ben and I are Ben and I are see it in the theater kind of people. We want to we want that experience. We like that Nicole Kidman. We, we empathize with her, you know. Absolutely, it's honestly. I hope they never take her away they because <laughs> there's nothing I love more than the second that it came on hearing Ben go, "Damn it!" Yeah. Under his voice, Nicole Kidman introducing, "We're back in the theaters. Look at me in my sequin dress. You can relate to this, right? Absolutely. I'm just like you. I have my theater to myself, and there's no yeah. there's no ticking sound of an HVAC system that was not on." Uh, going through the back of the entire movie. Don't right. know if you heard it or not. There's no. I did hear that, and I didn't huh? hear the people behind us that, who thought they were in the living room talking yeah, the whole time. Yeah, they were talking the entire time, and normally I'd be mad, but it gave me something to listen to. <laughs> um, 
I, I got up and used the restroom, and Ben gave me a recap of what I missed, and I kind of paid attention. I was like, I'm sure it didn't You could have put it all together anyway, because yeah. it explained it so much in the movie, what we're doing. Absolutely. You know? Now I have um, a gun. Now I'm running. You're running, too. This is very exciting. This is very quick my editing here. And something Ben didn't know, uh, my seat did not have a left armrest. It had been torn off. <laughs> So, out, of, out of anger? Uh, uh, hopefully from watching plane. <laughs> I, I think it had just simply been torn off by somebody using it to stand up. But I like your idea better. So we paid all this movie to see it at a theater for a very terrible experience. So that means we're really committed to it. Are there good theaters in the city? Yeah. I think if we were still willing, both willing to drive all the way to Majestic, we'd have a better movie yeah, experience. Yeah, better sound, better overall, you know, everything. Probably also true with, uh, with the East Ridge Rave, whatever it's called now, Carmack 18, whatever. Yeah. But... We, we 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 still wanted to go see a theater. Let's go to a movie that's convenient for both of us and has a very handy Arby's nearby. Shout out Arby's, please sponsor us. Um, <laughs> scoring. 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 System. So therefore, what we've determined is that if it costs you 60 bucks to go see it once because you're buying the ticket and you're buying popcorn. Well, actually, it's not 60 It's like 50 bucks. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's yeah, a ticket plus the popcorn. Popcorn, drinking, and, and, and your time. time yeah, work, you know? how, what do you bill? And then you got a gasoline to get over there. And then after the movie, you have to sit and you're running vehicles so you have air conditioning. So that's another however much money for you're burning gas. This is everybody, not just me. This is everybody. Um, so sometimes we will see a movie. Top Gun Maverick. Good example of one where... I spent all that money to go see it. You know what I might do? I might spend all that money to go see it again. That's a four. That's a movie you want to see multiple times because it was so good. Sometimes movies are so dense that you just miss stuff and you want to watch them yeah. again and get more out of them. Dune. Oh, my gosh. Dune, great example. Yeah. Those are fours. That is that is not only invest in it. It is double down, my friend. Three is, you know what? Hit the theater. Go to the theater. See it. See it. Yeah. It's worth seeing once. You need to see it in the big screen. You need to see it in the chairs, the surround sound. And the people talking in the back and the crunching of the, uh, the, the plastic uh, bag of candy that they brought in from outside. Two is stream it. Used to be this was watch on TV. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. at this point, streaming is as ubiquitous as having TV. They're yep. equivalent in my mind. Mm -hmm. You probably have one. You might have the other. You might have both. So, therefore, we've knocked streaming down to two. And for me, there are a lot of movies that I'm willing to now give twos that may have been ones in the past. Um, because I don't mind having them on, on my right monitor while I'm playing a video game on my left monitor. That's how I consume string movies sometimes. If they're really good string movies, I'll I'll post up in the living room with the sound system and pop my own popcorn yeah. and have a bulldog. Because you do love the cinematic experience. You yeah, are absolutely. a fan of the films, Damien. So that's a high two, and then the, I'm playing a video game at the same time as a low two. One is still runaway screaming. If you would rather, this is, let me tell you a better use of your time, Ben. Take take a fresh $50 bill out of your wallet, because everyone still carries not only cash, but also $50 bills, not hundreds, not twenties. I think it's U.S. Grant on the 50. Yeah, you are correct. And yeah. I want you to just put that down on a piece of concrete or in, in a cast iron pan and then get out a match and burn the $50 bill, because that's still going to be more entertaining than plain that we just walked out of. <laughs> I want to like make like a gif of you running and screaming, ah, like on loop. You know, Absolutely, just, just with the theater exploding behind us. Okay, so folks, that is four. See it multiple times mm -hmm. in the theater, Mul yep. more than once. Just one, scale, more than once. Three is see it in the theater. Yeah. Just see it once, you're good. Yeah. Two, stream it. You have many streaming devices. You can watch on TV if options. you want to, but streaming is probably the way to Right, go. yeah, because that's like you said, it's, it hits the TV airwaves yeah. not long after it's streaming, uninterrupted. One, Run away, run burn a fifty dollar bill, run away screaming, screaming while uh, yes, yes. If a terrorist says, you either have to watch plane, or we steal your child, 
you didn't eat that kid. It's fine. <laughs> Has he tipped his hat enough here, folks? I mean... So I'm giving it a four. This movie was amazing. <laughs> I cannot wait to see it again. No, actually, I'm going to give Plane a one. Uh, this is a Hurricane Heights zero level of a bad movie. Uh, the nice thing, of, the downside of Plane versus Hurricane Heist is that it's not as fun to say when I'm trying to make an example of a bad movie like Hurricane Heist. Say it with me, Ben. Hurricane Heist. Hurricane Come Heist. on. That's a great name to a truly terrible movie. At least that movie had a storm that growled at you. <laughs> this movie. What was that film? It was somewhere over in like the Baltic. Like, yeah, Romania or yeah, something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bosnia. It was filmed during the Yugoslavia War. <laughs> it was supposed Civil to be set in Alabama. <laughs> yeah. They couldn't afford to film in Alabama. Remember the scene where they looked at each other like, are there mountains in, in southern Alabama? No, no yeah. There's no not, mountains not even a little in bit. Mobile anywhere. Why is everything in Cyrillic? Anyways, um, Playing was real bad. Uh, I hopefully, uh, I'm worried. Uh, listener, it's possible that I have been uh, wishy-washy or um, uh, in uh, not inaccurate, but I'm, uh, just uh, uh, sort of vague, perhaps, about how I feel about this film. Um, I want that those two hours back in my life. The trailers were fine. That was fun. And then it was all downhill from there, including the weird Jesus hippie movie. Like, that somehow looked better than this. The Kelsey Grammer movie where yes. he's a pastor and brings in hippies because yes. he's trying to open the minds and hearts of our congregation. Yes. yes. This movie, look, this movie, plain, is real bad, y'all. It's a one. It is a runaway screaming. It is a do not see it. It is a if you see it in the $5 bargain bin of Walmart here in about four months, uh, if you touch it, you will have leprosy. So do not. So bad. Do not. Now, Ben, I, I know that you were you were a bigger fan of this than I was. So what would you, what would you give playing? This movie sucks, man. Um, it's, it's just it's just not a good so film. Bad. It's so bad. Uh, it's it's got really nothing new. I've not seen anything in this movie that I didn't see in you know fill in the blank Van Damme, Seagal, Dolph Lundgren, Stallone. Film the action star movie from the last thirty years. Yep. So I just I just don't know why. I don't know why. I yeah. know Gerard Butler likes making these films, but dude, you're not stupid. You're not you're not useless. Try to do something different. Yeah. For a while, you had that little like, oh, maybe I can do a romantic comedy thing. I can do a drama thing. Or if you're producing it and you show up and you go, all right, I read the script again. Can you do my Australian. Thing? Yeah. What's with the Australian? And I and uh, uh because I check wish out those Highlands, mate. Here, let me do my uh, Russell Crowe accent. Maybe that'll help me. Um, uh, oh, oh, nope, <laughs> nope, that's not it. Well, he's Gerard trying- Butler should have said, listen, I'm producing this film. This is stupid. Let's turn that up to 11. All but- he had to do was say, all right, this is really dumb. Let's make it so that the teenagers are Navy SEAL. Like everyone on the plane somehow becomes a Navy SEAL. Just like something fun. Like something. S- just make it fun. Make it stupid. Snakes on a plane. Yes. Okay. Yes. Snakes on a plane was better than this, right? Oh and that's a gosh. bad movie. Yes. But it's fun. Soul plane. It's soul plane. Right? Jar Butler wants to be Sean Connery. He's mad he get get picked up for the new Indiana Jones role whenever it's going to be. Maybe he's mad about James Bond, whatever it is. He's like, you know what? If I'm going to do it, this is gonna, This is my genre. I'm going to own it. And it, it's just, it's unfortunate, yeah. because I think he has more potential. So, so if he does have some things going for, I think, with the action, some of the action sequences, the, ones, the, the, the less music, the better. Yeah. Action scenes, not at night, and long takes for action. But what were you going to say? Gerard, I want to talk to you directly, buddy. I know you're a listener. Mr. Butler, sir. Sir, but, sir Gerard? I, I don't know if he's been knighted or not, it. yeah. But listen, here's the deal. I respect that you you walked up and said, listen, I want to make a film that is not an adaptation of something. 
I'm going to give you credit for this was not an adaptation of a book. This is clearly an original script for an original movie. There's some credit for you, buddy. But listen, listen, I know I know you're worried about getting stuck in the remake or the adaptation because 300 still kind of the movie you're mostly known for. Yep. And it's an adaptation, you know. Angels Fallen, The White House Has Fallen, those films, also fun. Not really an adaptation, more of an homage to the to the Tom Clancy of mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, much, much but, more of the hostage Jack Ryan kind of stuff. Ben really struck something right there, and I agree with him wholeheartedly. And you do have this opportunity to be the next Sean Connery. So here's what I need you to do, buddy, because you're actually right at the right age. I need you to grow out just a one-inch goatee, okay? I need you to have the mustache. I need you to have the goatee. Do not... Do not color it. Let the white come through. Have that salt and pepper. And then you've you can you're already comfortable taking off your shirt. That's good. What you need is two leather straps, <laughs> Zardoz, and a, a codpiece. And you need to remake Zardoz. Zardoz, yes, because you you have the opportunity to remake Sean Connery's worst movie into something that could be fun. And you have something he didn't have going for him at that age. An actual ha- physique. Hair. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the last time we saw Sean Connery's actual hairline was 1989 in Indiana Jones' Last Crusade. Yes. After that, Red October and so forth, Red, oh, Rising Sun, hair oh, piece, hair uh, piece. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Hair piece. So, so you have the charm. We you know you can yeah. be charming and funny and, and light about it and have a good time with it. Yes. Why aren't you doing more of those? Yeah, and and listen, and I get it. You know, uh, Hollywood's not knocking on the your, you know, the the Hemsworth brothers showed up and took away all the sexiest men alive jobs. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ryan Phillips, not Ryan Phillips. Ryan Reynolds will not stop getting all the movies that you wish you could make. He's just so darn charming. Just, just grab a hold of your Scottish heritage. And make Sardos, man, or 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 remake Braveheart. Make it historically no, accurate. No, no, you no. Know, whatever you got to do, um, just this this ain't it. I like you. You seem like a really fun person. It seems like you want to make movies that he's a leading man. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to give up on you. Please don't make me give up on you because. Honestly, if you wouldn't mind, just make your next movie. If it's not going to be Zardoz, then just go to Best Buy. Do a 40-year-old version kind of movie that you just walk through, and the joke is that you're constantly pointing to monitors because you work the computer section. <laughs> this monitor right here. This yeah. one's 12 inches. Like this I, one right here. It's 14 inches. Hook up with Paul Rudd or Adam McKay or something, and uh, I know that this is what you're wanting to do. You remember, even Schwarzenegger did a pivot to Twins. He did a pivot he to did. Last Action he Hero. Did. Like It's okay, man. I think you're funny. I think you can do it, brother. So, Gerard, this is for me to you as a close personal family friend. That Ben and I are, we're, we're we are only we only want the best for you, bud. So best wishes, XOXO, Damien Hickson. Exactly. Hickson. Yes. <laughs> okay. Precisely. It's gonna surprise you. I'm giving this a two. Oh, uh, Ben says stream it because right. because because I wasn't really bored, and it goes back to your point. It's only a 90 minute plus movie. Yeah. Okay, it didn't bore me. I'll tell you what did bore me: Mortal Engines, and that was <laughs> two and a half hours of when the heck is this movie going to be over? Right. Uh, this movie didn't bore me. Yes, it was run of the mill every step of the way, but yeah. it was a, it was a distraction. I thought about what was going on. Uh, I saw some new scenery, perhaps. Some new faces I hadn't seen in a while. I don't like seeing the same faces all over and over again, so there were some sure. new faces. And there's a face that I saw. Hey, I remember him from the 90s, those commercials and those twister. And that guy, was, I can't remember his name. He's a character actor, but who yeah. cares? So I'm giving it a two. It's a low two, but it's a two. Okay. 
All right. So you heard it here first, folks. You got two different, again, this is the reason why we have two co-hosts. We, it's good that we don't agree because that, that gives you a balanced view. This is like having uh, uh, the orange juice and, and the toast and the eggs and the vitamin supplement so that cereal is good for you. Okay, yeah. The of, supplemental uh, breakfast. So part yeah, of a balanced part breakfast. Of a balanced <laughs> breakfast. As long as you got that multivitamin, you'll be fine. Um, so that's a two from Ben. That's a one from me. So obviously not the highest scores. We're going to average it out to two point to one point five. So uh, anyways, uh, I'm just kidding. No, it's it's a one for me. It's a two from Ben. And next month though, buddy. Next month, Cocaine Bear. Cocaine Bear. Uh, Quantumania. Quantumania's we've got, coming we've out. Got some stuff coming out. Yeah, the hippie movie doesn't look like. It. I don't need to see that. Yeah, I'm not going to see that ever, one ever, ever. Oh, what was the um, other one that we were going to see opening night? Uh, there was one that was. Oh, oh yes, eighty for Brady. Oh my Oh yes, yeah, it's just like I oh, get it. I my get God. it. You want to have fun with your friends. This is like what Grown Ups is going to be with Adam Sandler in thirty years. No, that's what Grown Ups is right now. <laughs> it's just a bad movie. Yeah, yeah it's uh, uh, everyone's trying to capture that cocoon magic, and it ain't coming back. It looks like the same kind of film. If you, if you liked like New Year's Day, or uh, whatever it's right. called, or Valentine's yeah. Day, yeah. those movies, those Gary Marshall movies. This is that. It's a completely safe, yeah. benign of anything original. Oh look, can it's jokes. Got, it's got. You know, your two, it's got all your favorite old actresses, and, and hopefully, you're also a, a specifically a Patriots fan. And don't <laughs> yeah, find, really. And don't find Tom Brady insufferable and Ron Gronkowski insufferable. So, uh, yeah, so I can't wait to see how many dozens of dollars that movie makes purely off of. Tom Brady spit stands going and, out and seeing that film. And when did he get transferred? Years ago. Yeah, he's been in Tampa Bay for a while. Because he retired and came back <laughs> yeah, to Tampa right. and brought yeah. Gronk with him. So yeah. this must have been like, I don't know if it's dated in like 2017 or oh, 18. Sure. No, it's based on a true story. Okay. Based on a this so. All of it is a basically a documentary. They're just reenacting real things that happened. <laughs> Sally Field, Jane Fonda, some other lady, and a Lily Tomlin. Yes. And yeah. I don't care. And the, some other lady is the one that they were really plugging into. You should know this. And we're like... I have no idea who no. that is. I guess Goldie Hawn wasn't available. Yeah, is she still alive? She is. Okay. Yeah, she's being she's being held together by plastic, but she's still alive. <laughs> um, or like Melanie Griffith or somebody. All right. Yeah. And literally, yes. I yes. guess they're not old enough. Um. Anyways, Dolly Parton's still alive. Anyways, uh, <laughs> there are things coming out, folks. What are you are, looking forward yeah, to? Let us know, and you can let us know at our Facebook page. That is Alan Smithy Film Review on Facebook. You can go to our website, alansmithyfilmreview.com, or you can uh, listen to us on Spotify, Apple Play, Google Podcasts, whatever yes. they're called, yes. or wherever. Oh, no. Shut up. Shut up. Ah! Uh, <laughs> he, 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 I actually turned on the Google. That's hilarious. And it's just transcribing everything I'm saying. This is great. Wait, I think quality. <laughs> yeah. Just, oh, no. Here it goes. It's going to go search for it. Oh, oh it well, gave up. Boo. The screen there. Okay. Oh, well, wait. I could, I could probably make it. Anyways, no, that's not what we need to do. Okay. Anyways, okay. so uh, hopefully we're, uh, we're listening to Alan Smithy Film Review. It's close enough. <laughs> there it is. There it is. I got it. All right. Playing the latest episode of Alan Smith's <laughs> How so meta you, are we? If you are in your pickup truck, you can Just tell you it. Know, you can set your preferred podcast. Yeah, I know. Settings. You tell him, baby. I send a link to your phone. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh it's playing oh, it. Wow, this, this is, is so the most meta. meta. Episode ever. Anyways, yes. that's all the proof you need. You can just be sitting in your truck and ask you it to can. play the you podcast. Can, interact you. with us, folks. Go online. I have a lot of hours ahead of me on a plane. Yeah. Okay, what movie ben should I watch? We, we need to create a list. Ben, how how many hours of movies do we need to come up for you? Uh, at least thirty. And these all need to be films you've never seen before. Ideally. 
so that narrows it down to like four movies. <laughs> it's a well, no, I mean, I, can we I, give you porn? Like I, that's the only I, thing you haven't admitted to watching. I average least. about 150 new movies a year. I've only done about 50 or so in the last 12 months. So oh, I'm, I'm right. way All below right. average. Okay, well, so let us know, Alan Smithy Film Review on Facebook. Let us know what Ben needs to watch. Yeah, I didn't see the new Black Panther. So maybe all right, that's right? Fan, it's actually really good. Okay. So that's a good one. All right, so uh, coming to you from the F150 Studios at beautiful Northgate Mall. I'm Damien. I'm Ben. And we will see you guys in the plane. The plane. The oh, plane. The plane. Ah!